You remember them today, tomorrow, and forever. In you, there is no dual character. that worship God in the spirit and have no confidence in the flesh we rejoice in Christ Jesus
Kalanama, Kalanama, Hogoroto, Sekelida, Bababoro, Kutoneke, Kelinimas. Oh, Laboro, Kutuna, Kakalide, Bobro, Godobo, Zekelede, Bobro, Godobo, Riketene, Kelia. Worship him, worship him tonight. Give him the praise that he deserves. Oh, Laboro, Kutuna, Kelly. Praise your Father. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we come humbly and respectfully before your holy written word tonight. And we thank you for the mighty Holy Spirit that abides in us. So revelation knowledge is gifted every one of us tonight. Bodies and yokes are destroyed. Whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. Your people are built up, equipped, edified, and Jesus is glorified. Thank you for your word that comes with clarity. And by the end of this service, we'll all be the better for it. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our faith together. So say these words, I am born of God. I am born of the world. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore today. I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus' name. And every believer says a powerful amen. It's 30 days of glory 2022. Glory. Glory. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all of the social media community, brothers and sisters online. We love you. We're glad to have all of you in the house tonight. Invite friends, loved ones, share the videos, like the videos, subscribe to the YouTube, YouTube channel. Let's get the word around the world. All of the radio audience in Akwaibom State, we want to welcome you to the service. Whichever station you're hearing the sound of my voice right now, do me the favor of inviting a friend, a family member or a loved one to tune to the radio station right now because life is flowing through the airwaves. All our campuses around the world, we're glad to welcome all of you citizens all over the world for being a part of the service tonight. Get ready guys. We're going to have an exciting adventure in the word of his grace. Are we excited tonight to fellowship? Can we celebrate our fellowship with a shout in this place tonight? Glory! Amen! Grab your pen, your notebook, your Bible. You can be seated with your sweet, smart self tonight. And of course, help us share the videos. Help us share the videos. Like the videos. You know, I have observed it's like some people don't know what it means to like the video. It's not just like the video. There's a button in the video where you tap. And when you tap it, it is liking the video. It's important. Some people don't know when we say like the video. They just think we're saying like. If you don't like the video, you wouldn't have come down. But there's a button on that Facebook page. There's a button there. That says, there's something you tap there that has a thumb like this. You touch it. That's liking the video. And those are all important in helping us with the algorithms of both Facebook and YouTube and all the platforms. And then, of course, go to YouTube, like the videos. I mean, subscribe to the channel. And then, of course, while the service is going on, make sure you engage. Say something, drop something, type something. All of those are things you do to give us a kind of visibility that we require around the world. 
All right, we're still examining the gifts, I mean the fruit of the spirit. First, Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 19. Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse number 19. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. Next verse. For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him amen, unto the glory of God by us. Next verse. Now, he which establisheth us with you in Christ, and hath anointed us, is God. Next verse. And who hath sealed us also, and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. So all of the promises of God are in him fulfilled. They are fulfilled in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 15 verse 8, brother Paul gives more clarity to that. He says, now I say that Jesus Christ was a minister of the circumcision for the truth of God, the word aletia. For the truth of God to confirm the promises that were made unto the fathers. So we began to establish that there was this promise that God made. And the promise is in Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 26. Let's look at the promise together. A new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you and heart of flesh. Next verse. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them. So we established that he gave us his spirit. That is a summary of the redemptive sacrifice of Jesus. One of the ways to say Jesus died for my sins he was buried for my sins. He rose again for my justification. One of the ways to say that in a summary is to say God has given me the spirit. The gift of the spirit which you receive at the point of salvation is a summary of all of the redemptive sacrifice of Jesus. Then we said that when God gave you his spirit, in other words, he enabled you in himself. He enabled you in himself and he enabled you with himself. We also established, so everyone that is born of God or born again is already enabled. Once you are born again, you have the ability. And we said, God cannot instruct you without giving you the ability. So when God gives you an instruction, it is because he has already given you the ability. Every child of God has the ability of God to walk in the spirit, to live the spirit life. Every child of God has the capacity and the ability of God to function the new creation realities. To function the new creation realities. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. <clears throat> Romans chapter 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Next verse. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Now look at verse 8 of the same chapter. Verse 8. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. And then we said, being in the flesh is not your body. Being in the flesh is the state of a sinner. 
A man in sin cannot please God. Again, remember, when you see the word flesh, it is context that explains what he means by flesh. All right? And in this context, flesh is a man that is not born again, an unregenerate man. Then the next verse, verse 9, he says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Then yesterday we established that that word if in the Greek could also mean since. So, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, since the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Emphatic. Since the spirit of God dwell in you, you are not in the flesh. You are in the spirit. Somebody say with me very loud, I am not in the flesh. I am in the spirit. I didn't hear a powerful amen. Alright, so yesterday we got into Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. Put it up for me. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Next verse. <clears throat> Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Let me read the pretext from verse 16. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit. Now listen carefully. He wouldn't have said walk in the spirit if you didn't have the ability to walk in the spirit. Because there will be no instructions until ability is given. So walk in the spirit. Why will you walk in the spirit? Remember, that which is born of flesh is flesh and that which is born of spirit is spirit. So because you are born of spirit, that's your nature so you walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Next verse. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. Next verse. But if you be led, born, carried of the spirit, you are not under the law. Alright? Next verse. Now, the works of the flesh. Alright? So, this is about a man that is a sinner and a man that is born of God. A man that is not born of God is in the flesh. Hence, he produces the manifestation of the flesh. A man that is in the spirit born of God produces fruit. So, we establish that Galatians 5.22. Put it up again. Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Son of God is love. Or the fruit of the believer. Or the fruit of sonship has love, has joy, has peace, has long-suffering, has gentleness, has goodness, and it has faith. So, that fruit is the fruit of a man that is born of God. Now, remember, <clears throat> when Jesus walked the face of the earth, he demonstrated the abilities of God that are in the believer. And those abilities were expressed in the way he functioned. So, in the believer, is inherent ability to obey the word of God. 
within the believer is inherent ability to obey the word of God and live out Christ on the earth. Live out Christ. When he said, for example, praying always, he did not expect you to be dragging feet. Praying always means praying always. Like we said yesterday, he didn't say praying always with a praise worship to open. Praying always is praying always. You don't need to sing uh, 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 in the morning, early in the morning, in the morning I will rise and praise the Lord. No, you don't need that before praying. Praying always is what? Praying always. Why did he say you should pray always? Because the ability to pray always has already been given you. Say with me, I have the ability to pray always with all prayer. I didn't hear a powerful amen. So, God has given us instructions and those instructions helps us to live out the quality of life he has made available to us in his spirit. In his spirit. And we establish that the new covenant now gives us the manual, the manual, the new covenant. And we've taken time to teach on the new covenant and the old covenant in Christ. And if you're confused about the new covenant or maybe you are new in this ministry, I will advise you to order for that series, the old and the new covenant in Christ. That is usually the first series I recommend to anybody that encounters our teaching. Go get the old and the new covenant in Christ. Is the total overview of scriptures in the light of Christ. That begins to set things right for anybody that is not used to the things we teach. This includes the online brethren. It includes those on television and radio. And even some of us that are in the building. It's so important that you follow that series on the old and the new covenant in Christ. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Now, brother Paul begins to say the instructions that God has given to us are very simple. In First Corinthians chapter 9 verse 27, see the way brother Paul will speak about it. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a cast away. When I have preached to others. Now, so, I put my body under is a word that is used in military terms to give instructions. A word that is used in military terms to give instructions. Keep under my body. Bringing it under subjection. That's the word. It's a military word. I keep under. It's not a struggle. I keep under is an instruction in the manual. I keep under. It didn't say I struggle and keep. No. I keep my body under. Because the ability to keep it under is already within you. So Paul says I, I put my body under subjection. Under subjection. Can I hear a powerful amen? You know the book of Ephesians has been discovered to be split into two. For those of you who have followed my series on understanding the book of Ephesians, you will have you, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's been split into two. First three chapters of Ephesians. Chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3 deals with who you are 
and what belongs to you. Ephesians chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3 deals with who you are, identity, and what belongs to you in Christ. The second section, which is Ephesians chapter 4, chapter 5, and chapter 6, because there are six chapters, instructs you on how to walk. How to walk worthy of the Lord. How to walk worthy of the Lord. In chapter 5 of, you know, Ephesians verse 1. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1. Be therefore followers of God as their children. Next verse. And walk in love. Walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savour. Walk in love. Then in chapter 6 of Ephesians he says obey obey. These are instructions to the man in Christ. When the scripture says husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church. That's not an instruction for an unbeliever. An unbeliever cannot love his wife as Christ. So that's an instruction for the man in Christ. That's an instruction for the man in Christ. A guy was beating his wife, beating the wife. The wife brought him to me. And I said to him, who are you learning it from? Where are you getting that useless character from? He said, Papa, she too should keep her mouth quiet. Because if she doesn't keep her mouth quiet, I will keep beating her. I said, no. No. You are acting beside yourself. First of all, the husband is the head of the union. So if you are the head of the union, you must be exemplary in the union. As Christ loves the church. Christ is the head of the union. And he is exemplary. That is why what he has done, we are learning from him to do. So the husband will have to manifest Christ for the wife to learn from him also. But his, his identity crisis was busy telling me if she doesn't keep quiet, I will keep beating her. It's possible she has a razor blade mouth. It's very possible. But you will have known that before you married her. Because when two of you started chasing each other around, that same razor blade mouth was there. It was part of what got you to follow her. It's just that right now, it is no more pampering, it is cutting. But it's the same razor blade, razor blade mouth, isn't it? It's the same mouth. She must have exhibited symptoms. She must have shown him signs and wonders. But he was too preoccupied with his, with his heart condition to notice the things that were going on. Is it not true? An unbeliever cannot love his wife as Christ loves the church. No, because you must have Christ in you to love your wife as Christ. So that enablement is the reason why you can walk in the instructions without a struggle. Why you can do the word of God naturally. Look at Ephesians chapter 4 verse 20. Ephesians chapter 4 verse number 20. But you have not so learned Christ. So there is a learning of Christ. Next verse, 21. If so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Next verse. That you put off, put off. 
concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Next verse. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Next verse. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Let's, let's do a bit of reconstruction here, you know, of this verse. If, we are, if I were to write it today, I will say that you have put off. You are not going to put off now. You have already put off. The old man is gone. The old man no more exists. Only the history may be there, but the man is no more there. So, I will say, if I were to write it, that you have put off. Because that is what we have learned in Christ. What we have learned in Christ is that that old man no more exists. There is only a new kind of humanity. So we have put off the old man and we have put on the new man. That is what we have taught in Christ or what we have learned in Christ. Look at verse 25 of that same Ephesians chapter 4. We are for putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. That word, therefore, we are for, we are for because you have already put off the old man. You have already put on the new man. You have already put away lying. Notice, you don't do deliverance for this identity crisis. You put it away. How? By putting it away. You can naturally put it away. You can naturally speak the truth. Because that's your reality. You speak the truth without effort. Because that's your reality. It is even to tell lies that you have to struggle because that's not your reality. To act contrary to who you are will require a lot of struggle and effort. Because that's not your reality. Look at that, that same Ephesians verse 26 to 28. The manual. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. 27. Neither give place to the devil. So anger opens the door for Satan. Let him that stole steal no more. But rather let him labor. Walking with his hands the thing which is good. That he may have to give to him that needed. These are instructions from the manual. Very simple instructions. Look at verse 29 of the same chapter. Ephesians. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying. That it may minister grace unto the hearers. In other words, don't use the F word. Don't use cursed words. Don't use, you know, um, unedifying words. Don't use corrupt words. Let it not come out of your mouth. Because the F word is a sexually explicit, implicit, dirty term. 
you don't use it. Sometimes the musicians, the lyrics they use, the lyrics they use, because most of the secular, in fact, all the secular musicians are children of the devil. They are not born again. So their lyrics stems from their father. Their lyrics must represent the kingdom of darkness that they belong to. And they say sex sells. So their lyrics are full of sex. And when they do videos, their videos must be as revealing as possible. As provocative, as naked as possible. Because the intent is to seduce to sin. The intent is to seduce to sin. Even the lyrics of their words, the intent is to provoke and seduce to sin. Why? They are children of the devil. So don't expect them to compose anything that will give glory to God. Okay, you can even do an experiment. Take one of the secular music. Play in your room, but before you play, lift your hands in tongues and say, Le krona goze kele de baba. Fathers, I begin to praise you with this music and worship you. Thank you for edification and the flow of the spirit. Then play it. You will see how the, the whole atmosphere will resist a song you used to like. Because the moment you say that, you are acknowledging your identity in the light of this defilement. It's not going to flow. It's not going to fit in. You know, the entertainment industry says it must be as naked as possible. It must be as erotic as possible. It must be as violent as possible. It must be as nude as possible. My girls went to film school, went to, you know, they went into the entertainment. That's what they did in their universities. So they got through school and they came home and they said, well, daddy, we're back. We want to begin to to explore and begin to do the things we studied in school. And then they said, we want to go, you know, to Lagos because if you're not in Lagos, that's where the industry is happening. If you're not in Lagos, nobody will even know what you're doing. And we took some days to pray and to counsel with them. And their mother said to them, guys, your father is not in Lagos and the whole world is hearing him. You don't need Lagos to blow. You can blow in the village. Yeah, you don't need Lagos to blow. So the girl said, okay, we can start here at least for some time. Then when we have started small, we can now still move to Lagos. The mother said, no, you don't need Lagos. Then we asked them, what, what kind of things do you guys want to do? They said, we want to produce wholesome. Wholesome, wholesome content. Content that father, mother, children, babies, infant can watch without being uncomfortable. I said, go for it. So they began to put their stuff together. They began to put their stuff together. The first, the first show they wanted to put out, the first one, which was New Girl, you know, on the Neptune Truth Studios YouTube channel. Then they didn't have any, just a small channel that would just have a few people. And then they managed to put their stuff together. The Saturday night, they were going to release it. They now said to Mama and I, if we just get 50 followers or 50,000 views on this video, we have done well. So the mother laughed and all of us laughed. Said, okay, let's give it a try. And they released it. By Sunday, the thing has hit close to 100,000. It began to fl- fly. 200,000, 500,000, 1 million views. 1.5, 2 million views. For a movie that has no nakedness, 
No erotic words. Nothing. So that means in the society, there are people that are looking for clean stuff. It's not everybody that is rotten. It's not everybody that is looking for sex me, sex me, sex me, sex me. No, there are people that are looking for healthy stuff. And they are more in number. The kind of things that happen with their movies, sometimes I'll just be telling them, this is not normal. This is not normal. I'll be shouting in the room, this is not normal. They will release a movie at 12 midnight and have 16,000 people watching at 12 midnight. By the next day, it's already 500,000 views. There's none of their movie that does not trend number one in less than 24 hours. It doesn't matter which musician's music is number one. The moment they release, within a few hours, they will kick the musician aside. Healthy, clean stuff. No semen smell. No semen Not even a peg. Clean stuff. You just watch it and you are happy. You feel good. One of the recent ones they released, the, uh, Mama said an old man was saying, I know that I am 45, Abby. I know that I'm 45 years old. But uh, I, I'm, I'm, I find myself getting excited about this movie like when I was still in secondary school. <laughs> People are still looking for healthy stuff. The world is not as rotten as people claim it is. There are clean people in the society. There are holistic people, healthy people. And there are people hungry for truth. Am I communicating at all? So don't let anybody tell you you have to be somewhere. You have to be naked. You have to be sexual before people can patronize what you have to offer. There are still people. And the earth is the Lord's. I didn't hear a powerful amen. So they've proven to me that holistic lyrics has more crowd than filthy stuff. But the world comes with profanity. They come with nudity. And they will say nudity sells. It sells very much in the circular. But as a Christian, you can't align yourself with that kind of thinking. You can't align yourself with that kind of thinking. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17. Pay attention. Ephesians chapter 4 verse number 17. Mm -mm. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord. That you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their minds. You don't walk like they walk because Gentiles walk in the emptiness the vanity of their mind so remember we have said walking in the spirit is in the mind walking in the flesh is in the mind is a consciousness look at it that the gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind verse 18 having the understanding darkened being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. He said they have their understanding darkened, which is their minds. Their understanding is darkened. But your understanding as a child of God has been enlightened. The eyes of your understanding has been flooded with light. These are two different kingdoms. You are in the kingdom of light. So he says, put away. That is, don't let it 
come through your mind. Don't let it go through your mind. But even if it comes to your mind, don't let it come out of your mouth. What did Jesus say in Matthew? Take no thought saying. So how do you take the thought? You take the thought by saying. It may come to your mind, but don't let it go through your mouth. Kenneth Hagin said, you cannot stop the bed from, you know, passing over your head, but don't let it build its nest on your head. What should come out of your mind? Look at verse 29 of the same chapter. Verse 29, 29 of the same chapter. It says, but that which is good, that's what should come out of your mouth. That which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. It may minister grace unto the hearers. Then he now says, all these are instructions for the regenerated, the born again man. Verse 31 of the same Ephesians chapter 4. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Put away. You are the one to put away. So now you've been empowered by God. And as an act of your will, you please God. You've been empowered by God. And as an act of your will, you please God. As an act of my will, it is easier for a Christian to please God than for a Christian to steal. It is easier for a believer to please God as an act of your will than to steal. It takes more efforts on our part to walk in sin. It takes more efforts because that's not your natural habitation. It's easier to please God than to live in a sinful life. We will have to do things contrary to our nature. We will have to do things contrary to who we are. Just like when you try to train a dog to do something that a lion does. You didn't hear that. Just like you try to train a dog to do something that a lion does. It's an uphill tax. They don't belong to the same class. Their abilities are not the same. So, your ability now is to do right. Your ability now is to please God. So, anything that will make you do wrong, you're going to waste a lot of resources, time and energy to do the wrong. Because you don't belong there. This is where you belong. The righteousness of God in Christ. If that righteous man or woman is here, can I have a powerful amen? So, when we expose our minds to things that don't belong to us in Christ, our minds, when we expose them to things that don't belong to us in Christ, when we expose ourselves to information and lifestyle that is contrary to us, we are trying to retrain our minds contrary to our nature. When we expose our minds to things that don't belong to us in Christ, 
when we expose ourselves to information and lifestyle that is not us, we are trying to retrain our minds contrary to our nature. That's why Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The word conform is the Greek word suchematizo. It means to try to adjust yourself to become somebody else. It, it means to try to live a script that is not yours. Look at the same thing James talked about in James chapter 1 verse 22 to 25. James chapter 1 verse 22 to 25. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving your own selves. Paralegizomai. Acting a script that is not yours. Next verse. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer. Say with me, I do the word. Say I do the word naturally. If any be a hearer of the word and not a doer. He is like unto a man walking in blindness. Because he says he's like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Okay, next verse. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way. And straightway as he was living, he forgetteth what manner of man he was. He saw an image, but he didn't stay with the image long enough to register. He walked away. And as he left, he forgot what he saw. So he can be easily deceived. He can be what? A lady stands on the mirror to dress. But as she was dressing, she was in a hurry to leave. So she didn't see herself properly in the mirror. That's why ladies take time to look at mirror. They stay there because the thing has to register that what they are seeing is exactly what they want to present. True or false? And if, too, if the hurry is too much, they carry mirror in the handbag. So that as they are moving, they are confirming things. True or false? How can I be blessed among four women and not understand women's ways? Now, but if a woman look at herself in a mirror and they didn't have time to look well, and then as she was leaving, somebody said, ah, ah, Madame, Madame, when did you start dressing shabby like this? Ah, ah, madame, Madame, even your makeup. Look at, you even put some things on your face that don't agree with the color. Madame, madame, are you doing color separation? Now, the moment she hears that, she begins to clean the makeup without even knowing where to clean. Because insecurity has set in. And because of insecurity, she begins to make more mistakes. Because she didn't see the mirror well. But when a woman takes quality time to look at that mirror, look, look, look. Take two steps forward. Take three steps backward. Then check her side. Check the other side. And then use her head to check the other side. By the time she finally comes out, she says, Madam, Madam, this is your makeup. She will say, this is exactly how I want it. Why? Because she has confidence in what she saw when she looked at the mirror. The same thing with you. When you stay with the mirror of the world and you look at the mirror well enough and you walk out and the devil tell you you will fail. You tell him, no, too late. I saw the mirror. The mirror told me who I am. Am I communicating at all? He said, for he beholded himself and goeth his way and straightway, because he didn't stay long enough, he forgetted what manner of man he was. Next verse. I love this. But whoso looketh, 
Did you see look at? Who so look at? Not who glances. What are we doing these 30 days of glory? We are looking. That's the intensity and the commitment that is required. Some of you are in the Bible school. You start looking from 7 a.m. You start looking at the mirror. You look at the mirror. You look at the mirror right into this evening. You'll be looking at the mirror, true or false. For 30 days of looking at the mirror, 12 hours every day. By the time you leave here, the devil is a liar. He cannot deceive you. Say, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. Brother Paul said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Whoso look at you into the perfect law of liberty. And continue daring. That's the key. And continue daring. Continue. Jesus said, continue. You know this one? I am going to my home. Bye. I'm not saying you should sing it to. It's just the continue that reminded me of that song. He continued therein. He being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, the instructions in the manual. This man, Jacobada, the man in Christ, this very man, not another man, this man, this one we're talking about, shall be blessed where? In his deeds. Whoa. Touch your neighbor, say, keep looking at the mirror. So, who you are in Christ is the one that puts away lying. Who you are in Christ is the one who puts away bitterness. Who you are in Christ is the man who puts away evil speaking. The man in Christ puts away malice. That word malice is to say things about people. To tear them down. Like we said love. Love believes the best of people. Love believes the best of people. The love of God believes the best of people. As a son of God, you believe the best. Don't believe the worst of people. Always believe the best of people. We are born in an age where things just fly and people just attack. And a believer must not be of, of, that, of that class. As a son of God, you believe the best of people. Can I have a good amen? Say with me, I love people. I believe the best of people. Be part of believing the best of others, for instance, is to believe that the person will be saved. The reason why you went to evangelize is because you believe in the best of that person. He may be holding crack or coke, you know, cocaine, but you believe that that is not who he is. So you are coming with news that will change a set of facts in his life and move him from where he is to be the best that God designed. So evangelism is expressing your, your, your faith in the best of people. That's what evangelism is. Love believes the very best of every person. As a pastor, I believe the best of every one of you. So I teach you the word of God in faith. I speak over you in faith. 
I don't teach you the word of God and I say, I know you will not do the word. I know you will not do the word. Is it not you? Let me just be talking. If I know you wouldn't do the word, I won't speak the word. I'm speaking the word to you because I know you are, you do the word. You will do the word. You will live the word. You will act the word. So I keep speaking it. And as I'm speaking it, you are seeing yourself in the mirror. Praise God. I say, praise God. Don't believe the worst of people. In Christ, we walk in the spirit deliberately. It's a deliberate walk. In Christ, we have new passions. We have new passions in Christ. What kind of passions? New passions, new desires, and we have new appetites. In Christ, we have new passions, new desires, and we have new appetites. Don't forget what I told you. That as a child of God, in our love walk, in our love walk, our love walk, we are not the beneficiary of it. It is the person at the receiving end that benefits from our love walk. The person at the receiving end benefits from our love walk. Don't also forget that we've established that in our love walk, we deprive ourselves to give for other people to benefit. For we know the grace of our Lord Jesus, how that he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you, through his poverty, may be rich. So, we deprive ourselves in our givings. We deprive ourselves. We are not giving to be blessed. Mm-mm. We are not giving to be blessed. We are giving because we are blessed. We are not in a transaction. We are not in a Ponzi scheme. No, we are in a deliberate walk in Christ. So we are not giving expecting God to pay us back. We are giving to meet needs. And that's why we keep giving and giving until the need is met. Ladies and gentlemen, our giving doesn't meet our need. Our giving meets the needs of others. So in the love walk, others are the beneficiaries of our love walk. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 18 First Timothy chapter 6 verse 18 we're dealing with love that they do good he says charge those that are rich in this world that they do good that they be rich in good works ready to distribute willing to communicate that the rich must learn to communicate if you read the scriptures most times Jesus spoke to the rich he rebuked them most of Jesus' speech with rich people, it was always a rebuke. Always. Because they were not givers. A lot of the rich people in the Bible were not givers. So every time Jesus met them, he rebuked them. Because of selfishness. The rich wants to still oppress the poor and take from the poor. That's the way the world system works. But God's system is, you deprive yourself for others to benefit. So, the kingdom of God 
is counterculture. While in the world, you keep collecting and oppressing to collect. In the kingdom, you distribute to be a blessing. In other words, the reward of our giving will be when we see Jesus. The reward of our giving is not on earth. It's when we see Jesus. Don't forget we also spoke about the motivation to give. The motivation is more important than the giving. The motivation. Because Paul said, Then shall the secret of men's hearts be made manifest. See? And then we shall have praise of God. Look at it in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 3. But with me it's a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not my own self. Next verse. For I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified. But he that judgeth me is the Lord. Next verse. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord come. You don't know what he means by that? It's too early to be calling people God's general. The generals of God. That usher may be the general. Judge nothing before the time. Which time? All of our life on earth. It is too early for as long as Jesus has not yet returned. It's too early to judge until the Lord come who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness motives motives so the judgment is going to be a judgment of motives why are you giving why did you support that brother was it a trap so that in future when you need him he will not say no why are you busy giving that sister gifts? Is it so that when you say marry me, she cannot say no because she has eaten enough investment? And you sister, they are giving you gifts that are not normal. And you are collecting and eating and cleaning mouth. Are you the only one Now only you follow up. <laughs> Glory to God. Don't your neighbor say your motive. Tell your neighbor your motive. Very critical. Galatians chapter 6 verse 8 to 9. Galatians chapter 6 verse 8 to 9. Get him blessed. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. In the, in, in the flesh is corruption. But when you give by the leading of the spirit, it is eternal rewards. Life everlasting. Next verse. Let us not be weary in well doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Next verse. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men. Who are these all men? They that are of the household 
of faith. So when you sow to the spirit, you reap eternal rewards, not earthly rewards. When you give for the work of God, when you support brethren, when you give for the kingdom, when you give to me to help me preach this gospel, your rewards are in eternity. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, brother Paul talking to that church in Corinth, he said they should support the poor saints in Jerusalem. So people gave and gave and gave to meet needs. And when we give, we give in love just like Jesus died for us in love. For God so loved that he gave. It's not give first, it is love first. It's out of the love that the giving came. I can give you but I don't love you. But I cannot love you and not give you. I can give you without loving you. But I cannot love you and not give you. See? A husband who is only always telling his wife, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. One of her shoes has already shifted at the soul. She is walking in a way that she was not born. And the husband keeps saying, I love you. But he has not loved her enough to see that shoe. That love should be taken through. You know those machines in the airport? Where when you go, you put your box inside. His love should go through that kind of machine. <laughs> Scanning machine. So we really see that love on the scanning computer, whether it is love or something else. Let your love not be in words. Let it be in action. For God so loved. What was the proof of his love? He gave. Teaching good tonight. I know sisters will like that one. First Corinthians chapter 3 verse 13. First Corinthians chapter 3 verse 13. Every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it. So that's the day the scanning machine will be put to work. For the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Next verse. If any man's work abide, which shall build, there, build thereupon, he shall receive a reward. Next verse. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. Yet so as by fire. This afternoon, Mama and I were talking about works being burned. And then I said to Mama, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Dr. Creflo Dollar is still alive. Okay? And he says, every book I have written, every tape I have preached, every CD I have taught on this subject, burn it. His, his works are already being burned, even on it. Say, burn it off. Burn it off. Because if you don't preach the truth of the gospel, anything you are preaching will be burnt. Your labor will be burnt. At least, he has opportunity to fix that side. Burn it off now and correct it and begin to labor in that area. What about those who died without correcting it? What about those pastors that are very stubborn? Instead of submitting themselves to learning, they are insulting us.
instead of them to look at the scriptures and humble themselves and make adjustments while they still have time to fix things and at least gain some reward with Jesus. I wasn't ashamed. I wasn't embarrassed for one minute many years ago when I had to stand before you as a church and say, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. I've taught things that are not consistent with the word of God. I said, but I taught them in sincerity because that's what I saw those that I met in ministry doing and I learned from them. But I have looked at the Bible again. It is not correct. Give me the opportunity to fix it. And we've been fixing it and are still fixing it. One thing I know is I shall not be ashamed before Jesus. One thing I know is that when I see Jesus, I will have no apology for abusing the book. I know that one for sure. On earth, they, will not, they may not praise me. Oh, I don't need their praises. On earth, they may not acknowledge my labor. I don't need their acknowledgement. There is one I am going through all this for. And all of us will face him. One of these days. I don't care your opinion of me. I don't even care what you think about me. Some people think I'm very arrogant. Some people think I'm very proud. Eat it. It's, it's, uh, the one I'm doing it for knows my motive. He knows my heart. When I'm preaching hard and I'm shouting and I'm pushing it, the one I'm doing it for knows the passion and the reason why I'm sounding the way I'm sounding. And he will reward. Every man's work shall be, you know, shall be tested. Every man's work shall be put in fire. All your giving will be brought to light. Because your giving is a service to the Lord. Look at Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor, labor or labor, labor of love, which you have shown towards his name in that you have ministered to the saints and what? Do minister an ongoing ministry. You, are, you have ministered. You didn't stop. You do minister. The one you are doing it for is not unrighteous to forget. He said, behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me. My reward is with me. That means the reward is not on earth. The reward is with Jesus. The reward of your giving, the reward of your evangelism, the reward of your fasting, the reward of your prayer is with Jesus. The reward is not here. Someone say, I gave. Ha, ha, ha. Are you saying that God will not bless me for giving? He had already blessed you. You gave as a sign of love and responsibility for the kingdom. So be careful of the motive behind why you do what you do. You must give without a selfish motive. So every time you are giving, you are giving to meet needs. Basically. Every time you are giving, you are giving to meet needs. What is in view with of your giving is needs are met. Needs are met. That's how God works in us through Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't come to save himself. He came to save us. 
when he shed his blood on the cross, it was for us. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse number 4. Charity suffereth love and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. It's not puffed up. Agape. The love of God. Don't forget, walking in the spirit has to do with your mind. Has to do with your mind. So when you walk in love, you are walking in love towards people. Your love walk is towards people. As a Christian, how many of you have found out that anytime you give yourself to study more, pray more, be in church faithfully to be taught, people call you fanatic. Huh? They call you a fanatic. Because they think it's just strange. How can you like things like that? They think the things of God are boring. Prayer, boring. Bible study, boring. Evangelism, boring. Coming to church, boring. You know why it's boring to them? Because they're in the flesh. They're in the flesh. People in the flesh do not savour the things of God. They do not savour the things of God. But for us, the most exciting time is when we are in these activities. Is it not true? Is it not true? When we are studying, when we are learning, when we are face to face with our reality in Christ, that's the most exciting time. The natural man calls it boring. And you must ignore them. Because what you are doing is your new man in action. You are embracing spiritual things with favor. It's not unusual for you as a child of God to be addicted to the things of God. It's a holy addiction. When I say addicted, it simply means something you cannot do without. Yeah. As children of God, we, we, we came into Christ. Christ came into us. And we found things that became addictions to us. We came into Christ... Christ came into us and we now have found things that have become an addiction to us. The things of God have now become our addiction. We have to pray, we have to study, we have to come to church for fellowship. We have to evangelize. Glory! Alright, let me begin to look for how to round up tonight's service. We've been looking at self-control also in the past few days. One of the fruits, actually the last one, Galatians 5.23. Galatians 5. Meekness, temperance. Temperance. And we have said temperance is self-control. Most of the times when we mention self-control, we focus on negative things. But self-control is not only about negative things. Because I'm going to give you two places of scripture. So we look at how self-control works. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Two different scenarios. Paul says, you are hungry in 1 Corinthians 8. 
He paints a picture of food offered to idols. You already know by the study of God's word that there is no such thing as idols. Is that clear? Okay, there are no such things. In Bible days, it was sensitive. Very sensitive. But you know from the word of God that uh, there's nothing like idols. But Paul puts a clause to what you know. He said, we know that there are no idols. But look at the clause. 1 Corinthians 8, 8 and 9. But meat commended us not to God. For neither if we eat are we the better. Neither if we eat not are we the worse. So, you eat rat. I didn't eat rat. I'm not better than you. You're not better than me. Why did I use rat? Because I know many of you don't eat rat. Oh, let me not be too sure. Because this place is very quiet. <laughs> eh? Eh? It depends on the rat. Are you serious? So they are in species. These guys are suspects. <laughs> I have rats in my house, please. You guys can come for a visit. Let's just finish all those rats. Instead of fumigating... <laughs> Rat eaters fellowship. <laughs> you better tell me to close now because I will be on rat issues. <laughs> rat issues international. <laughs> Empowered by power voices. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, there's, not, there's nothing wrong with it. If you eat it, be happy you eat it. And don't be embarrassed. It's a delicacy. Because it's not every day they eat it. <laughs> That's Corinthians chapter 8 verse 8. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> but meat commended us not to God. For neither if we eat are we the better, neither if we eat not are we the worse. Verse 9. But take heed, lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. Wonderful. He is saying spiritually, eating meat means nothing to you. Whether meat offered to idols or not offered to idols, cook and eat. But look at verse 13 of the same chapter. Verse 13. Wherefore, if meat make my brother to offend, I will eat no flesh while the world standeth, lest I make my brother to offend. I will eat no meat. That means I will give it up so that my giving up meat can benefit my brother. Because the recipient is the beneficiary of my love work. The recipient is the beneficiary of my self-control. Okay, why is it that when police people arrest somebody, the first thing they do is, they grab him, put his hands at the back, and they cuff the hands. Why do they do that? Huh? To save him and save others. They, they put him under control. So he doesn't harm himself, and he doesn't harm others. 
So the beneficiary of self-control is the recipient. The recipient. What we are saying is that there are certain things that are right. Nothing is wrong with eating. There are certain things that are biblical, but will not do them for the sake of my brother. That is self-control. Nothing wrong with eating. But I will not eat if that will offend a brother. Amen? So self-control also works for things that are not sinful. But when I choose not to exercise self-control to be able to identify with other people, then what is right has made me sin. What is right has made me sin. What I'm doing is right, but my attitude is wrong. Which means, therefore, that self-control controls my appetite for even things that are right. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 30 to 32. Second scenario. For if by grace, for if I by grace be a partaker, why am I evil spoken of? For that which I give thanks. Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Give none offense, neither to the Jews nor to the Gentiles, nor to the church of God. So he puts it the same way. So I must live my life not to bring offense to anyone. For example, ladies, you don't just dress for God. Hmm? Sisters, you don't just dress for God. God is not moved by your nakedness. When you were in the shower, he was there with you. It is because he was there with you that when you stepped on that soap and you were about to sleep, something held you. He's not, you are naked. He made you naked like that. He's not bothered. The person that your nakedness will trouble is brethren. Teaching good. Brethren. Especially brothers. So when he says be moderate in your dressing, you are moderate in your dressing in consideration of others. In consideration of others. God said to Samuel, God looks at the heart, but man looks at the outward appearance. So question, what does God look at? Huh? What does man look at? So who are you dressing for? Exactly. And when you dress for man, you have dressed for who? Huh? For God. So if you are going to marry a man or woman, look both inside and outside. That's just an advice by the side. Inside God part. Outside man part. The two are important. You know the Bible talks about one of the works of the flesh. It's called lasciviousness. Lasciviousness means looseness. Or lightness. Where a lady comes to church 
with a very flimsy dress without a bra. And she is happy to be bowing down. <laughs> Bow down. We worship you. May the Lord give you understanding. The eyes of your understanding. Bow down. Even when they finish the song, she will still be bowing down. Oh Jesus, this song is wonderful. Why did they stop very fast? That's an agency on a mission. It's not just an agent, agency. I'm teaching good tonight. Lasciviousness means loose dressing. Some ladies dress and I wonder whether they are going to swim. You don't understand? Whether they are going to swim. But when I look around where they are wearing the cloth, there is no swimming pool. And there is no river close by. That's misplaced dressing. If a dress is called underwear, don't make it overwear. Did you hear that? You know why it is called underwear? Because it is to be worn. Exactly. But when you now overwear it, you are abusing the dress. I will soon close. Just wait. Wait some more. Sisters, brothers, maintain your saintly dignity. Honor yourself. Refuse to appear cheap. The life of God was given to save you. You are more expensive than that look. Refuse to be cheap. Refuse to wear clothes that will make even unbelievers and believers to be undressing you. Honor yourself. Like I told you before, flies only feast on food that is not covered. Once food is not covered, it becomes the domain of flies. And the only people that eat food that flies have been dancing on are madmen. You didn't hear that one. They say the word of elders are the word of wisdom. When flies feast on food, the only people that that kind of food defeats are mad people. The food that I will eat must be well covered. May God give you understanding. Because I am communicating in a figure of speech. You're understanding, eh? After eating rat, why would you understand? <laughs> daddy can there <laughs> first corinthians chapter 6 verse 12 put it up let me round off this class before you push me longer all things are lawful unto me but all things are not expedient all things are lawful for me but i will not be brought under the power of any 
It's not everything that needs to be done. There are some things you don't have to do them. Don't let anything in life control you. Control things. That means when I am working under self-control, I sit down and examine my actions. It's like a brother who is wearing earrings. A brother wearing what? Earrings. Is there anything wrong with earrings? Eh? No. Or a brother who spray yellow, red, green color on his head. So that when he's moving, you think it's a rainbow that came close to the earth. Is there anything wrong with rainbow? I'm teaching good. Or these brothers who allow birds to grow here like Fulani headsmen. The thing will grow. You won't even see their mouth. When they are opening their mouth, it's their beard that is moving. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm teaching good. I wanted to close. You refused to let me. <laughs> so when you wear earring as a brother and you go for evangelism, because you're an able minister. So when you go for evangelism with your earrings, instead of people hearing Christ, you become the message. And that day, questions they will ask you, you may end up saying, be blind for a season. (laughs) Because there are questions that you don't have answers for. They are not sinful things, but they are not convenient. They are not convenient. Let the earrings go as a sacrifice for the brethren. Let the colors go as a sacrifice for evangelism so that you don't go to preach and instead of hearing, they are busy imagining the colors. You say, Jesus love you. Say, Jesus love you. Say, eh? He's not hearing you. Secondly, the society perceives you as a gay when you wear earrings. That is how you communicate to the society. The kind of questions you will be answering So the question is, why do I need so many questions when I should be achieving an objective? Ministry is to people. So the minister must consider people. What about sleep? Sleep is good. But when you oversleep and you start sleeping too much, poverty will become your twin sister or twin brother. So when you are able to control things in your life, you'll be able to control things that affect people. It starts with self-control. It starts with self-control. Say with me, I have ability in Christ. 
So write this. Spiritual activities are tools for self-control. Spiritual activities are tools for self-control. Just like television. Television has its good part and has its bad parts. Just like internet. Internet has its good part and has its bad parts. But when you begin to get addicted to television, you begin to get addicted, you may have to break that addiction by transferring that appetite to something more beneficial. What is self-control? Self-control means I will redirect my energy to something more useful. Self-control will mean to replace the bad habits. See, there's nothing wrong with habits. What is wrong with habits is the wrong habits. There's nothing wrong with habits. The, the only thing wrong with habits is if the habits are the wrong ones. So in Christ, we change habits. So what do I do to change a bad habit? In changing a bad habit, you replace it with spiritually inclined habits. That's the way to change habits. You have a habit that you're not proud of, you don't like, then look for a spiritually inclined habit to replace that habit. So number one, you change habits by going to church, be in Bible study, come to all the meetings. They will benefit you more than indulging in a habit that is destructive. Even the word says, do not dismiss the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. Especially when you see the day of Jesus getting closer, coming to church should be more frequent. Coming to church should be more frequent. The more evil in a society, the more we need to stay more in fellowship. Number two, pray often. Number three, follow our teachings religiously. Download the teachings on your system and make up your mind to understand it well enough that you can teach it better than me. Yeah, make up your mind to do that. So now, you take all the hours that you are investing into useless habits, you now channel those hours into useful. That's the way to, to overcome bad habits. Overcoming bad habit has to be by replacement principle. Don't just stop it. You will go back. Replace it with something beneficial. Engage in evangelism. Engage in discipleship. Don't go on holidays from spiritual exercises. Because you are changing habits. So it's better to have lots of church. In self-control, you simply switch habits. Just like speech. Let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. So what is self-control? Someone defined it like this. Self-control means to delay immediate gratification 
to delay. To delay immediate self-satisfaction. To delay it in pursuit of a higher cause. Like you feel an urge for fornication. You now say, okay, later, let me pray first. Take two hours in tongues. When you finish check, you will not find the fornication around. You feel like watching porn, take one of my series. Old and new covenant in Christ, 33 hours. When I finish, I will watch. You start. You are not hearing what I'm saying. Start a journey of 33 hours. So when I finish, I will watch it. Keep it there in view. Then start. As the word is coming, you are writing. Before you know it, the thing will start heating up. You start in Bakata. You pause and say, wonderful, this revelation. You expand it. Then by the time you arrive at 33 hours, you will not remember porn. Self-control. Hallelujah. So self-control is the ability to control and govern yourself. Say with me very loud, I never lose control. I didn't hear that. I want to hear it better. Say with me, I have self-control. I have new passions. I have new addictions. I am the man in Christ. I have self-control. I have new passions. I have new addictions. I have new desires. I have new habits. I am the man in Christ Jesus. Get on your feet. That's all I've got for you tonight. Glory. Somebody blessed? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Father. I say praise you, Father. Lord, I pray for everybody in this building online, on television, Facebook, all over the world in our campuses. That this word grows big in our hearts, bringing into our consciousness our realities. And that we function in these realities and enjoy this new life, this new life, this new nature, this new identity that we have in Christ. In the name of Jesus, barriers broken, holes of the enemy broken. In the name of Jesus, great grace is upon you. In Jesus' name we pray. And every believer says that, Amen, like thunder. Well, go ahead, give the Lord a shout and a praise in this service. Glory! Amen! Grab your honor offerings. Let's give an honor Christ. Let's honor the word. We give in faith. We give with joy. We give responsibly as sons and daughters of the king. Online, the banking details are scrolling. Television, the banking details are scrolling. Radio audience, Mr. Michael Bush, in two, three minutes, will read their bank accounts for you. But we want to thank you for giving to this ministry and giving again and again, once and again, until we get this gospel to the very ends of the earth. Lift up your offerings, Father. We receive with joy the opportunity to give. And we give in faith. And we rejoice that our offering is a sweet savor before you. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says a powerful amen. Anywhere on the pulpit to drop your offerings as we worship Jesus. Hit the music. Let's do it as we worship.
account name Power City International. There are two banks. We start right at the very top today. Zenith, 10-12-36-59-12. 10-12-36-59-12. That is the account number for Zenith. The account name remains Power City International. It's the same account name for UBA, 139-26-465. 139-26-465. Five. We're done with announcement number one. I don't know. Um, over the last two editions of the program, we have not been able to accommodate calls, so we'll try to see if we can do that on this edition. Just a five-minute window would open in the next five minutes. So you want to call? You're doing from outside Nigeria. It's plus two, three, four, 
Otherwise, simply 0806 800 You want to send a text message, plus 234 again if you're doing from outside Nigeria. Otherwise, simply 0703 Or you send a quick email or two to ask the counselor now at gmail.com. For sponsorship, for partnership, and for support, just with a view to keeping the program on air. Plus 234, again, if you're calling our hotline from outside of Nigeria, otherwise, simply 0803 275 6104 or Dr. Ebel Damina at Yahoo.com. Dr. Ebel, of course, is uh, DR. Okay. My name is Michael Bush. My producer is Pastor IJ Query, complete with the production team. It's the opening of Ask the Counselor on 30 Days of Glory 2022. And always so nice to be here. Of course, the man without whom the program cannot hold is on set. I'm excited to show to you, to show to the world, our father, Global Baba, Dr. Abel Damina. The Intercontinental, Mr. Bush. Global Baba. Good to see you today. So nice to see you too, Global wow, Baba. Wow, I tell you. Yeah, fantastic. Global Baba. Enjoying just, ourselves here. Absolutely. We yeah. are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's just get off the ground, Baba, with our traditional opening prayers. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word that rules our hearts. And by faith, we'll receive answers to prayer right now as we pray for Nigeria, pray for Kwaibom State and the rest of the world, that enabling environments are created by our communities and our governments to allow for the gospel to thrive so that men are brought to the knowledge of the truth. And we stop the devil in his tracks and we decree that in the name of Jesus, the devil will not run over our nation or our cities. Thank you, Lord, for your word that rules and reigns all over the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, so this is where we take off on this edition of Ask the Counselor. Remember, in the last edition of the program, I promised that when we come back, we resume from Ethiopia in the east coast of Africa. Shalom, Global Baba. And the intercontinental Mr. Michael Bush. I love you, Global Baba. Thank you for the revelation knowledge in our lives concerning salvation. We listen to you. We follow your teachings attentively. My questions. What was Adam's nature in the beginning? Spirit, soul, and body, or just soul and body? Adam was spirit, soul, and body, but he was neither mortal nor immortal until he made the choice either to receive the gospel or reject the gospel. The second one, I heard you, Global Baba, teach that Adam was not the image of God. So why then does creation fall, or has creation fallen as Adam fell, since he had not full control? Well, because Adam is the progenitor, but even with that, the gospel is presented to individuals, and individuals either accept or reject. Adam's sin on man is not automatic. The gospel will still be presented to everybody. That's why you say... For as by one man sin, uh, by, by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. So Adam introduced it, but men had the right to reject it or accept it. That's why Abel in the house of Adam was not a sinner; he was a righteous man because he accepted the gospel. Question number three from this sender who writes from Addis Ababa in Ethiopia. Says, can we cast out demons from a born-again person, Global Baba? No, a born-again person doesn't have demons. He has Christ. Christ is all that is in, within the born-again man. So we don't cast out demons. Churches do that, but that's a very wrong 
extra biblical practice. It is believers that should cast out demons. This sign shall follow those that believe. In my name, they that believe shall cast out demons. Not in my name, they that believe shall have demons cast out of them. Uh-uh. Believers are the ones casting out demons. But churches, some churches are just funny. Well, some of them are not churches. They are just shrines where they gather people and just be you know, casting out demons from them, whether those demons exist or not. Global Baba. In the continental. I'm just wondering whether there would ever be any edition of the program. We'll just do it from start to finish. No trouble. Everything peaceful. Was there trouble <laughs> today? Global Baba. Okay, so let's take this last one. It says, pray for me as the Spirit lifts you, my Father. And this one comes from Musi Haptemerim in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. All right, we'll pray for you at the end of this broadcast. From Ethiopia, let's get to Kenya. That's still in the east coast of Africa. Blessing, Global Baba. Thank you for liberating our minds free of stronghold. Acquired from several years of sitting faithfully under the teachings of men of God, we trusted. Every day I'm, I'm amazed at how much liberty we have in Christ. Mr. Bush, congratulations on your daughter's wedding and many thanks for what you do for the kingdom. My question is about yesterday's second service. Well, yesterday may not be yesterday, as in yesterday, it could be yesterday of the spirit, okay? Please, Global Baba, you said marriage, um, you know, couples who are married can abstain from sex for a period. What of if one wants to and the other does not, causing a fight in the house? It's a very serious problem, Global Baba. One cannot be forced to consent to abstinence and put under guilt in the name of fasting and totally ignoring the other with an excuse of you are not spiritual enough. No, Baba, this needs addressing. How long can one abstain? Is it one year, more or less? Or if one refuses, does that make them the bad person in the sight of God? Also, married couples are going to use this to stop dealing with sexual problems in the home, as one can easily say, I'm sex fasting, so don't trouble me. I'm talking from experience, Global Baba. My wife attends a certain church. I've tried many times to teach her to see the light, but she loves the bondage. Many times she deprives me of sex because they are fasting in their church. And this fasting is like 10 times in a year, Global Baba. And, <laughs> and, 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 they last, and, and they last for a month at each go. 10 months of fasting. Global Baba, man must survive. We can't look elsewhere. Please help a brother, Global Baba. Thank you. Ulenani in Kenya. A brother is indeed going to be helped. Absolutely. Well, the first thing is, you, you, already, you already made things clear by saying she, doesn't, she goes to a funny church. That already kicks her out of the equation of what I am teaching. What I'm teaching is within brethren, husband and wife, who believe the gospel, believe Christ, who are walking in the spirit. And both of them can decide, you know, to abstain. But even with a lady that doesn't go to the church you go to and does not believe in what you believe, the Bible says it has to be with consent. So it means you have to sit down and discuss it and agree. And if you don't agree, the fasting will wait until there is such an agreement. So don't let, uh, don't let, and that's why it's important you insist for your wife. You pray for her and insist that she comes to the knowledge of the truth so that she will stop punishing you every year for 10 months of fasting and punishment. Global Baba, let's leave the eastern coasts of the continent of Africa next to the southern coasts. Uh, Namibia, be nice. Here we come. Hello, Global Baba and the intercontinental Mr. Michael Bush. My name is Given. I write from Namibia. 
I've been following you, Global Baba, since I stumbled on your videos in the year of our Lord 2015. Ever since any other teaching from anyone has become testless. My question, you have taught us that Old Testament people believed in the promise of God, that's the resurrection of Christ. So when it was fulfilled, after he rose, they ascended with him. I guess this includes King David. Now, why did Peter insinuate that David is still in the grave in Acts 2, 29? Thank you, sir. Well, again, remember Peter and the rest of the apostles in Acts chapter 2, we are still, they were still in their transition period. They were still in their transition period. But David and all the saints of old, when Jesus rose, all of them rose. They are gone. The only people that are still in the grave today are those who died in Christ. That is after resurrection. Okay, Global Baba, from Namibia, let's head moreover, to South Africa. Yes. Moreover, David was narrating a historical event, not an actual fact. Let's go to South Africa. Hello, Global Baba. Thank you for your teachings. Question, in this digital age, is it acceptable and effective to create biblical dramatized content for evangelistic purposes to reach more people? In the digital space, like TikTok, YouTube, etc., well, you know, the thing about drama is simply the fact that you cannot dramatize spiritual realities. You can't dramatize. You can't act spiritual realities. How do you act in Christ? How do you act complete in him? So, the realities of the born-again man are not acted. If there's anything you will succeed in acting will be history and outward things. And that's not the diet of the believer. The diet of the believer are spiritual realities. You see, the things that belong to us, the Bible says the natural man cannot receive them. So if what you are acting is received by a natural man, it means it is not food for the born-again man. Because the food for the born-again man, the natural man cannot receive them, neither can he know them. Because the food for the born-again man are spiritually discerned. You can't act them. Okay, Global Bar, let's come. Let's fly now from the central, the southern part of the continent to the west, Nigeria, where we are, Abuja. Here we come. Global, but this one is very interesting. It shows that um, good things are really happening. And um, the program itself, whether it's 30 Days of Glory uh, 2022 or whether it's Ask the Council, it's really um, generating some um, great vibes. So this person writes and um, gives his name and asks that... Uh, when he was here in Akwa Ibom as a youth corps member, he used to be here. And he likes to take out the time to thank you for your fatherly role. And that uh, there is a very big opening. There are openings in his office. Uh, he gives the service. It's a uh, federal government service in Abuja, Nigeria. And he needs about two, uh, between two and three young people of this church. They could be male, they could be female, who are interested and have genuine educational certificates or levels of first degree that they should be given his phone number, and that um, they should apply immediately. I think it, this is very good. It's yeah. not something that I can read out, but very good. I well, think look. that um, they, the producer can look at this well, and they take action. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, so there's another one from Abuja, another interesting entry, Global Baba. I'll take that any moment now. So here we go. Hello, Global Baba. My name is Alice. I'm in Abuja, Nigeria. I'm a teenager. My dad is having an affair with a Muslim woman and he has uh, many nude pictures in his phone and laptop. He treats my mom badly because of him. My, my brothers and sisters have refused to come home. And all the time he uses your messages to justify his actions. And all this add up to why 
I dislike him. I want to know if it is right. Well, what is right? Well, disliking him doesn't change anything. You know better than him. That's why you're writing. What you rather do for him is surround him with faith and love. Pray for him. Just pray for him. Surround him with faith and love. Stay in faith. Believe God for him. And just that's what you do. And the kind of prayers you pray is you ask that God will send people around him that will influence him to do what is right. So you just pray for him. Okay, Global, let's fly from Namdi Azikiwe International Airport in Abuja, Nigeria, straight into Calabar Crossover State, just the next, uh, just next door. Hello, man of God, please, sir. How can I stop masturbation? I need prayers because it is eating me deep. Joseph in Calabar. Joseph, you don't stop masturbation by prayer. You stop masturbation by taking decisive action. So the first thing is you need to get yourself into an accountability system. You need to find somebody who is in Calabar. You know, Pastor Philemon is there. Some of our pastors are there. And then you, you submit yourself to accountability. Every time that urge comes, you give the person a call. I'm beginning to feel that thing again. So when you call, the person will counsel with you and talk with you until the urge goes. That's the first thing. Number two, you need to focus your priority more on the word of God. Spend more time hearing the word. Spend more time building yourself in the word until the appetite for the word of God replaces the appetite for masturbation. That's the way to get out of it. You replace bad habits by converting that energy into spiritual things that will help you grow. Okay, Global Baba from Calabar in next door Cross River State. We're flying straight to the mobile airstrip in Akwaibom State. This one. Hello, Global Baba. My name is Gift Ufort. I live in Ekat. Please, sir, there is this man who came to me and told me about the man I got married to. He said that the man is not my husband. And again, a woman also came to me two years ago after the man. And she also made the same statement to me. And I've come to see that there is trouble left, right, and center around my marriage. Lububaba, I want your help. So now, but you didn't give us enough information, so our office will have to reach out to you for more information. Because is he really your husband? How is he your husband? Were you properly married? Did he properly marry you? The man who gave you the information, how authentic is his information? Who is that man? All of those are things you need to answer to be able to get us to give you counsel. So our office will reach out and get your details, and one of our pastors will counsel with you. Okay, to Uyo Akwaibom State still, this one, hello Global Baba, thank you so much, and you and Mama for shining the light of God's word on to the entire world. Thank you for 30 Days of Glory 2022. We celebrate you. Thank you, the Intercontinental Evangelist Michael Bush. We love you. Grace from Uyo. Wow, that's good. Thank you for reaching out. Still from Akwaibom State, my name is Miss Ernesto. Mr. Nesto, imagine that. And I smoke Bible. Please, my question is, can a man who is not born again speak in tongues? Not, 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 not Bible tongues. Not Bible tongues. Because Bible tongues, you must be born of the Spirit to speak in Bible tongues. Okay. Uh, well, the is reporting somebody to us that the guy can speak in tongues. The guy teaches the Bible very well and prays that the guy has a good heart, but he's not born again. Is that possible? No, it's not possible. 
He's not born again. He doesn't even have the spirit of God. So how will he be able to teach the word of God that was written by the spirit of God? Okay, so, some anonymous entries. My producers have uh, been gesticulating that we just need to round off any moment now. Well, so, of course, if what is teaching is CRK. Yeah, of course. He can teach CRK. He can pass but exams. Not, not revelation knowledge. Okay. Can pass exams. With you that. can even pass exams, exams CRK, even okay. to PhD level. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Global Baba. In the continent. Okay. So this one, uh, anonymous. Global Baba, I need clarity. How would the bodies of those who died in the sea and their bodies were eaten by fish, and the fish was caught by fishermen and used for pepper soup, be raised on Redemption Day? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> All manner of questions, man. <laughs> well, the fisherman that ate the fish that ate the body of the man that died in Christ, that fisherman too will die. <laughs> so when that fisherman dies on the day of resurrection, the body of the man that was eaten by fish and eaten by the fisherman will get out of the body of the fisherman while the fisherman also will rise. It's going to be a commotion on that day. Very serious commotion. Okay, we need to go. We need to go. This last one. This last one says, My name is Star. I write from Uyo, Global Barban, the mighty Mr. Bush. I'm grateful for, uh, to God for the gift of both of you. Thank you so much, sirs. I've got two questions. One, sexual immorality is not for the believer. However, can two people in a relationship share subtle affections like hugs or even kisses? Well, that's dangerous. If you start the fire, you'll be burnt. So what do you do? Self-control. Delay that gratification until the right time. And if you're serious about the sister, why are you looking for how to get a kiss? Go ahead, pay that way and collect everything. Don't okay. waste Okay. So, Global, by this one, uh, uh, he or she concludes, do you reject gifts from a close friend who is into illegal business? Or how do you handle circumstances like that? Help me, sir. Thank you so much. And thank you, too. I love both of you. How do you know it's illegal business? How do you know that? What yardstick? How did you judge it? That's very important. Remember, the prostitute that brought perfume to Jesus, Jesus didn't ask her, where did you get the money? He just allowed her to minister to him with the perfume. So again, you know, uh, you have to be careful how you label people's businesses illegal. You have to be very careful. You know, that's my counsel. No, but that is so, that is so real. Yeah. No, but we need to pray. As we round off this edition of the program, we have many prayer requests. Let's pray for the brethren who need help. Father, we pray for sick bodies be healed in the name of Jesus. Pray for people going through challenging times for a divine intervention of God. And Father, we thank you because before we call, you will hear while we are yet speaking, you will answer us. We receive answers right now to these prayers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Global we've come full cycle on this edition of the program. I thought I saw Pastor Daddy Kane a moment ago. So nice to see him in church. My producer is Pastor I.J. Query. My name is Michael Bush. And um, the production team all join me as we invite the big man, Global Baba, Dr. Evel Damina, the intercontinental Mr. Bush. What a wonderful evening. Thank you again. We want to thank every one of you online, on television, on radio, and in the house here for giving us the opportunity to serve you the grace of God. Always a joy and an honor. Don't forget 12 noon GMT plus one every day, tight and tighten. It's been very explosive. You don't want to miss tomorrow 12 noon, and then we're back again tomorrow evening 
at 6 p.m. GMT plus one for a continuation of the 30 days of glory. We love you guys. And if you have questions, don't forget to send them in by email. We'll be glad to read from you. Until then, enjoy the grace of God and be blessed. Goodbye from Uyo, Nigeria. Amen. This is Kingdom Life.